The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I got involved with smoking pot when I was 12, getting high, I got addicted to methamphetamine. Ended up being a junkie four years, busted four times, dropped out of school twice. Uh, so I, uh, I had a great future. I mean, you know, there was, my future wasn't really bright. I didn't need sunglasses. So as a kid, uh, you know, growing up, there was no hope for me. President and founder of Student Leadership University, Jay Strack, shares how God transformed his life next on Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to have family. And by the way, your family. Right. And all of our guests here in the studio, if you don't realize this, and, and don't even think about we're going to go somewhere else because this is a family meeting in the presence of the Father. Uh, but we've got uh, family here in the sense that Jay Strack is with us, and, and he's kind of been family for a long time. He is now over, and I want to read this title, President and Founder of Student Leadership University. And you talk about someone who not only had incredible crusades, like we were blessed to have for so many years, but uh, communicates not only with churches and their leadership, but can really communicate with students, with young people. And I mean, all the way up now where we, you know, we look back at people who are millennials and we think they're young people and they are, but he can, he can just speak the language and we're just thrilled to have him here. Would you welcome Jay Strack to life today? Thank Jay, you. good to see you, buddy. Thanks, man. So good to be here. I want Honor. you, because I know you're going to want to talk some about the relationship God allowed us to have, but I want you to tell people what that title of student university implies, because I want every viewer that cares about young people and having a, let's say, some kind of an encounter with what I would call wisdom mm. in an atmosphere that is uh, inspirational to the point that I think it's life-changing, not just life-enriching. Right. So tell them the website if they want to look into it and know how we could get students in it. And, and tell us about the, uh, well, the thank student you. university. Our website is at SLU LEAD. SLU LEAD. And Student Leadership University is a university much like there's Apple University, Disney University. We're trying to get students prepared give them a 20-year head start. One of my favorite sayings, I uh, started saying it when I was privileged to do high school assemblies for you, and I've used it through the years. There's gotta be a time the little boy sits down and the man stands up. There's gotta be a time the little girl sits down and the woman stands up. And I believe when that happens, you begin to own your faith. It's not just mom and dad's faith or grandparents' faith, but you gotta be convinced in your own mind. You gotta have these experiences for yourself. It's gotta be part of your DNA. And if you know who you are and you have that profound experience, and so I always like to share my background because it lets them know it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Mm -hmm. And James, neither one of us got off to a very good start. Uh, when I heard your testimony, it was really one of the very first times I was able to connect to somebody that was somebody in the ministry. You were this voice, you were doing these cru giant crusades, you were having tremendous influence. And then when I heard your background, it made it a lot easier for me to talk about mine because most of the time we're ashamed of that. 
I never will forget the first time I'd ever said in the newspaper, ex-juvenile delinquent in my hometown, going to be preaching. And my mother was mortified <laughs> that everybody would know. And then she found out everybody knew anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I was the kid that you'd pass on one of these interstates out here. Uh, you got them all over Dallas, Fort Worth, going everywhere, right? Everything comes through here. Uh, but uh, with hair to my waist, track marks up and down my arms, and you know, people drive by and say, "Man, I'd love to hear uh, him preach in our church someday." I mean, you know, I was that <laughs> kid that was obviously uh, had some issues, but I went through six broken homes growing up in Florida, uh, bounced around, felt like a piece of luggage most of my life, uh, didn't have a father, didn't have a family, and didn't have a future. I had a mom who loved me very much, but when my dad bailed out because of alcohol, uh, you know, that was, that happened when I was uh, six, and then when I was eight or nine, uh, my mom was forced to give away my older brother, and couldn't, she never really forgave herself for that. That was something we had to really deal with before she went to be with the Lord and to find peace in the Lord. I had the privilege of leading my mom to the Lord. You know a little bit about some of those uh, blessed moments, and my father, by the way. Uh, so as a kid, I was physically abused, sexually abused. And, and then pretty soon I started being, because I'd get in trouble, uh, foster homes before they were really even 40 years ago, before there really was a foster home. But the same concept where the court would say, you need to go be in another environment. But I wasn't welcome there very long because I was so disruptive. Because, you know, when you have all that anger and you don't know what to do with it, it's, uh, you don't mean to be but I became my own worst enemy. You know, you start out as a victim and then you become a villain. You start robbing yourself mm -hmm. by how you act and some of the choices you make. And so, you know, here I was, all these foster homes and, and, and different families, different stepdads with all the abuse. And then all of a sudden I started making bad choices and started robbing myself, Jesse James of my own life, you know. And so I got involved with smoking pot when I was 12, getting high, I got addicted to methamphetamine. Ended up being a junkie four years, busted four times, dropped out of school twice. Uh, so I, uh, I had a great future. I mean, you know, there was, my future wasn't really bright. I didn't need sunglasses. So as a kid, uh, you know, growing up, there was no hope for me until one night I heard a message that was too good to be true and found out it was true, that if God be for you, who could be against you? And there is a creator. And you know, this bit about Jesus as savior, that's only part of the story. He's deliverer. Yes. I mean, cause he not only saved my soul, but he delivered me from things that I tried to quit a hundred times and never could. So I was 17, I flushed the drugs, flushed the booze, the Lord changed me. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, all, the only thing I brought to the dance was a big mouth. You know, I had a big <laughs> mouth. So I started talking to everybody because it's not only too good to be true, but I also found out it is true, but then I found out it's too good to keep to yourself. Mm. You gotta share it. Yeah, and that, and that, that's really mm -hmm. key that yeah. people understand that when Peter and John said it and they were being threatened with prison and perhaps even execution, they said, we can't help but speak the things we've seen and heard. No question. And I wonder about people in the church, if they've seen and heard what we've seen and heard, Goodness. how are they being so quiet about it and almost indifferent about it? it you got to wonder if some of them met this Jesus we met because we haven't been able to stop. We talk about everything, Jay. I mean, I, I just went to Joe Gibbs's home the other day, uh, uh, home, uh, hope for, uh, uh, homes for tomorrow, students for tomorrow. And it's incredible. 
available right outside DC. And they're doing so much to help a lot of people that need help right now. But I had to wear my Dallas Cowboy cufflinks when I went to, <laughs> to Joe Gibbs's play. You know what I'm saying? And uh, wise men still follow the star. We talk about, I wear, I wear cowboy stuff in New York and Washington and Philadelphia. <laughs> Because if I die tonight, I know I'll go to heaven. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I, I say all that. We talk about our favorite team. People talk about favorite politicians. I mean, we, we have designers stuff all over our clothing and wear it. But when it comes to the one yep. who absolutely transform your life, how in the world can we help but... You know, I mean, I love the Cowboys, but compared to Jesus, I mean, come on, man. So uh, without a doubt, uh, I, I have the privilege to see a lot of our kids come to, a lot of my classmates, teammates, surfer kids, kids in the drug scene, give their heart and life mm -hmm. to Christ. So I was saved in the Jesus movement, not much of a church background. Uh, and then I got, you know, asked to speak in a little country rural church. I had hair to my waist at the time, and they said, you need to get a haircut, so I cut it to my shoulders. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I sold out to Jesus 100%. And so that's how I started. And then eventually it was obvious that, you know, I, there was a call to preach, but I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about any of traditional church. So when I met you, you know, a couple of years later, when I was beginning to get a lot of opportunities, it was privileged to preach in Glenview, Baptist Church here in Fort Worth, and you were a member at the time, and all of a sudden, I didn't know you were there. You walk up afterwards and go, you know, it was so gracious and complimentary, I just about fainted, and then you said, I'm going to be back to hear you tonight, and I was excited about that. Little did I know that I'd get a talking to afterwards, because I, I preached on hell. It was an incredible message, but there was no tears and no emotion, and I said, well, I'm not telling sad stories so people will come forward. He said, well, I, I don't blame you. It's not like we're trying to get them to miss hell or anything, and uh, so I got my first uh, come to Jesus moment, uh, and then little did I know that uh, you and Betty would be so gracious. Our daughter, Missy, took her first steps in your home, and uh, and through the years, James, and then when she had to have a lot of surgeries, I looked up, I was a quarter of a million dollars in debt, uh, no way to pay off that, and a guy named James Robinson, who'd been spending a lot of time with a young preacher, uh, said, man, you, first of all, I want you to come with me on my crusades and speak in the schools, and little did I know I'd go on, my kind of my niche for life was that I spoke in some 10,000 public schools. And you're the one who opened up thousands of those. And then when you found out that that we had this debt, we didn't have insurance. I didn't have parents telling me, hey, you need to have, you know, I just thought that was a luxury, you know, as a young kid in the early 20s. And you wrote a letter, one letter, and I got over 2,000 invitations. And... Uh, they, they didn't want you to come anymore after they heard me, but I, I always felt bad about that, you know. It really hurts you, as you can tell. But, uh, but anyway, you were, so there's four or five times, put it mildly, that, that God's used you and Betty in, in our lives. And uh, we would be ingrates if we didn't say, thank you, Lord Jesus, and thank you to, to both of you. So that's one reason I'm so excited about being here. I have, I have a very, yeah, thank you, Lord. I, uh... I got to get tired of apologizing for having such a tender heart, but I just have so many precious memories. And this is precious memories. Um, Can I get a copy of him saying I'm a precious memory? <laughs> <laughs> I would love them. You don't pound it out? Is that what you're doing? All right, I am. So. Uh, but let me just say this, because I, I really need you to hear it. The, uh, and you know Robert Morris, who's at Gateway, and is our pastor now, he, he went and did schools too, and Governor Huckabee. 
all you guys kind of came around at the same time. And you got when you look at people like this, and you look at their families, and you see the impact for Jesus that they make, it just says praise God. But here's what I want you to hear. I really, I really need all of you who are watching to hear, because my wife has gone around the world with me to you know nearly 50 countries. And we marched into hell for a heavenly cause. We went in where they were fighting. It was like we only went where the civil wars were. We only went where the revolutions were and where people were dying. And, and we went to just reach out and touch them with Jesus. But here's what I want you to hear. All the way back to where we were trying to touch young men like him and like Robert Morris or Governor Huckabee when they were young. And then to see what they're all doing. All those things that we were able to do and all the people we are able to feed and all the water we're able to give. And now we're trying to rescue precious girls and children out of sexual trafficking. And we've been really effective, not only because of the love of God in missionaries, but because of the love of God in you. And I really need you to hear this. We've all been left here for a reason. He'll get us out. We got heaven for eternity and the kingdom of heaven forever. But he left a kingdom of the king's presence in us here. And to get that presence here, which is what Jay's doing, it's what he's doing for these students. And he, you, you can tell he's, he's anointed. This isn't just the gift of gab. He's got God all over him. And when he talks to these kids, and I watch him talk to leaders, and he's effective. Okay, what's happening in the appreciation he's expressing is not just to us. It's even beyond just to God. It's to the people who love God and who help those of us who have his love and his heart and his concern for others, you enable us to be effective. Would you agree, Jay, that the people who started helping us even back when you met us and then mm. came and filled the stadiums and would listen and, and then the people have been helping us over the years, would you agree that they're a major, if not perhaps apart from the Holy Spirit, they may be the most important aspect in, in getting the gospel out and reaching people? I, I don't think they, I, I don't think the folks, and, and we've got some in the audience that have been so unbelievably faithful, loving, and encouraging. And I mean, whether it was the great big crusades or when we were doing something that was different and folks were beginning to question it and they still hung in. I mean, you know, th those kind of folks don't realize, I don't think probably till they get to heaven, what they meant to us to allow us to follow what the Lord was telling us to do. We went from being kind of fundamentalists. The fundamentals of the faith are bone of our bone and faith, and bone of our bone and flesh of our flesh. We still believe that about the fundamentals of the Bible. But you're the one who said, Jay, we got to love the body. And you started hanging out with folks and I'm going, hello, you know. <laughs> Little did I know that, that you would, that I'd end up trying to do the same. And one of the great joys, by the way, to find out none of us have a corner mm -hmm. on everything the Lord is up to. So uh, what we do as student leadership, we ask churches to send us their 12. You know, we, we get them when they're 14, going in the ninth grade, try to give them a biblical world, not try, but we'll, they'll hear from 13 PhDs uh, by the time they finish their four-year uh, cycle. And uh, it starts at a week at a time, a week one summer, a week the next summer, 10 days the next, 10 days the next. We take them around the world, but it's a biblical worldview. And then we teach students how to think. Now, James, not what to think. You and I grew up, everybody told us, this is what you think about people that are a different color. This is what you think about uh, this issue and that issue. But we got a whole generation dealing with issues. There's not a Bible address for it in the book. 
pot being legalized. There's not a thou shall not smoke legal pot. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and then you look at some of these, and when you look at sex trafficking, we can see how women were exploited, but we never dreamed there would be this, oh, what's happening to women today. So when I see what you're doing and then, so, but to go from the big crusades and I watched you say, you know what? Let me be in a room full of 20 people. Let me be in the room with 10 leaders. Let me be in the room with those that have a heart to want to do something. So we now, for the last 24 years, and we're almost at a quarter of a million students who've gone through our various programs. And we do youth pastor summits where we train youth pastors all over the country for two days, free of charge, to invest in them. They're the gatekeepers. And, uh, and then we, you know, we do our SL student leadership university programs, Orlando, San Antonio, San Diego, and then take them to DC, London, Oxford, Normandy, Paris, all those things. But I just want to say we try to help them learn not what to think, but how to think deeply and Christianly. C.S. Lewis said we got to be convinced, and Scripture says you got to be convinced in your own mind. You've got to own your faith. You got to own. It. So we want them to hear from these 13 various PhDs through the years, so that they'll always be respectful of a PhD, but never intimidated and when God, they go off to that college. Really and somebody's trying to pull them up by the root. What we've been trying to teach our kids: so how to think, how to dream, and then how to lead. And you lead by being a servant. And I had a pretty good example watching somebody kind of walk away from what I thought was the the big leagues, if you will in ministry, you know, to use that analogy, uh, to go, you know what, what I'm doing with a handful is just as important as what I did. And that's, I found that's true because you give these students a 20 year head start. We had the privilege of doing an event at the White House and there were nine students that were SOU alumni that were working in various roles in the White House. And on the, you know, we so, need it everywhere. You, know, so. you appreciate what you oh, hear. Absolutely. Do y'all like what Jay is sharing with us? What he's doing? I, I see it, Jay, as just a miracle. Not only answer the prayers of a lot of people and the needs, but the prayers of Jesus. They would actually train people in this way. And, you know, one of the things I want to do is see people come together. Our viewers want that. I want to thank you for that. The uh, website again, say it. At. SLU lead. All right, and there it is on the screen where you can see it. Check it out. See about getting some of the young people you love in it. You pray for Jay. You're impressed of God to support what they're doing, get involved with it, make it a serious consideration. Jay, we're actually going to ask our viewers, by the way, you're going to come back and do another program with us. Yes, sir, I'm excited. And we're gonna, we want to talk to everybody that's over 50. Uh, I bet and I happen to be over 70. I don't know how old Jay is, but he's over 50. Man. But we're going to talk about what God wants to do with those of us who would think, well, we're in the latter years of our life. We're in the last years of our life. I'm not planning to check out soon. I'm ready the minute <laughs> Jesus comes, but I'm here on an assignment. You are too. I'm excited about what we're here for. Jay and I are going to talk about the impact we can and must make and can be excited about. I want you to look right now, and I want you to watch how the love of people like you, and you're the ones that did it, the missionaries are in place, but you make it possible how we rescued someone from being trafficked. Watch this incredible story. Ria had a very happy childhood with a close-knit family and community. Until the day everything changed. She was 18 when a close, trusted family friend asked her to travel with him to visit his wife. 
As they embarked on the trip, this friend offered her a cool drink on a hot afternoon. The next three days were a blur, and confusion gave way to fear when Rhea realized she was locked in a brothel. Rhea initially refused to cooperate. Several days of severe beatings and starvation buried her will to fight and forced her to submit. Her new life placed her in a daily lineup where her body was sold to as many as 12 men per day. After years of isolation and enslavement, deliverance drew near. A targeted rescue effort successfully liberated Rhea and a number of other girls. Thankfully, Rhea has a new chance at life, but the work is not done. The tentacles of traffickers continue to spread throughout Asia and beyond, snagging untold thousands of daughters, sisters, friends, as the hands and feet of Jesus, our reach must extend farther and our endurance must run deeper. Too many girls still need a lifeline. Boy, that just, uh, just wants me, it causes me to want to just shout praise to God and it's because someone like you gave her a chance and you think, Betty, of all the Girls that we've rescued there, when we say that we, and you understand that encompasses all of you viewers who are moved by God to literally put the arms of love around those girls and see them set free, which Jesus came to set captives free. And we have literally set free, we, there again, all of us together with the missionaries who planted their lives there in the rescue and the restoration, thousands and thousands of girls and many boys who are also trapped and used right there in that area and then train them where they have a livelihood and a future. So that's what love does. It's, it's love that never fails. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that bless you to see the miracle we just watched? Absolutely. I just want to say first, thank you so much. If you've helped, if you've contributed to helping us rescue these precious girls that have been trapped for so long a time. This girl was trapped for an awful long time, but she never gave up hope, I don't believe. Somebody had to be praying for her as we were, those that loved girls that they knew were trapped were trying to get to them, to get the help to them. Well, it works. And so thank you so much if you've been a part of that, but we need your help again. There's so many more out there that are crying out, somebody help me. So please join with us and let's do it again and again and again. You know, we tell you that many of our viewers let us know that giving water is such a thrill because you give water and it's the rest of their lives. It's an exciting thing. But you know how burdened and concerned people are for this? Once again, some people stepped up and said, we so want to reach out and rescue, we're gonna put up a gift right up front to match $320,000 for rescue. Now think about this. It takes $128 average to rescue one person. Now that's really 
very low cost, but it's because of the cost of everything that's in the areas where we work. It's very low. And so we're able to do that. But it's $128. $1,280, think about that, rescues 10. But now then, that 128 will rescue two. The 1,280 will rescue 20. In other words, because people are so moved by this, they're saying, well, I'm gonna match what you do. Would you rescue more like that beautiful girl you just saw? What a miracle, because she's being restored and trained. If you would right now go get your bank card or get a check, know you're gonna make it to life. That's what you're giving. But go get your bank card and use it like a check and go online or dial that number and make it a lifeline today and you make the best gift you can knowing it's gonna be doubled. Would you do that? We have some gifts to send you that are gonna bless you. The Promises of Christ devotional book, I promise you, it's gonna inspire you. And the gifts that we offer you are to build you up and inspire you. But think what you're doing. You're actually lifting someone out of a pit of defeat and sadly, too often death and destruction. Would you right now get that card, go online or dial that number and make the gift God put on your heart. Thank you so much for doing it. Remember, it's gonna be double because of love. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be double to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Promises of Christ gift book filled with beautiful photographs, scriptures, stories, and commentary from James Robison. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the Names of Jesus Throw. This beautifully woven blanket features the names of Jesus in many languages. It'll make a lovely addition to your home and serve as a beautiful reminder and spiritual comfort to the Lordship of our Savior. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children, and you may request our beautiful new bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Well, it's life-saving, life-changing when you realize, I can't, we don't know what to do with a problem like that, James, and what y'all just did. I can't, I, I'm not responsible for what I can't do. I can't write a check that, that, that those people, praise God, graciously gave for the matching funds. But you know what, as I was listening, well, I can, but I can do that for one. Mm -hmm. I could save one, so now that would be two. Mm -hmm. But I also, as I'm sitting here, the Lord's going, dude, you could do the 1200 deal. So I'm hoping we're going off the air here real soon before the Lord speaks again, <laughs> all right? But I'm not responsible for what I can't do, but only what I can do. Well, you've heard, uh, I think you've seen and you've heard, and you've heard a great testimony. Let's thank the Lord again uh, for Jay Strack being with us. He can be back on another program, all right? Thank you, Jay. Thank, thank God for what you're doing. Thank all of you for your help. Thank you for being here with us.
Tomorrow, Jay Strack shares how God continues to direct his steps. I said, man, I'm at the stage where I'm not really worried about the next big thing. I want to capture the moment. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.